And welcome, everybody. Good morning. It's December, folks. It's almost time for Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Anyway, so uh, anyway, it's the 5th of December, and we have a brand new month, and we have some brand new things to do this week. So I'm Eileen Grimes. I'm an astrologer here in the Northwest, and I have a show called The Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this morning, we're going to have on guest Mr. Rick DiClemente. He's been on our show before. But we're going to be talking about some very interesting things that are happening this month astrologically so and astronomically as well. So this is going to be good stuff. So, yeah, and instead, we're not going to be doing a Celebrity of the Week because we're going to be spending so much time on the actual events that are going to be happening. And we have the dates and the times and the places when these are all happening. And so uh, when we get into the Astro News of the Month, we're going to talk about the individual events. And and, Matt, and uh, Rick will be on with me during that time to talk about it. And then we're going to go through some other stuff the rest of the show uh, that Rick is going to do, which is I'm looking forward to it. So I'm not telling you anything, but you'll hear as we go. So it's going to be a fun show. So anyway, let's see if I got anything else here to cover. No, I don't think so. So. Yeah, it is the first of the month, so it means the Astro News of the Month is on this morning. So that's what we're going to start with this morning. So anyway, we're going to take a break really quick here, and we'll be right back here with the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 a.m. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Bored with the other stations, hammering away on the same old talking points? Try Alternative Talk 1150 and get some variety. Alrighty, that's our cool music for the Astro News. That sounds like Neptune to me, but that's okay. Anyway, uh, we hear that once a month. That signals that we are going to talk about the astrological events of this month coming up. And so let me bring on with me Mr. Rick DiClemente. He's going to be assisting me with this process. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Eileen. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing back there? Doing great and glad to be with you again. Well, thank you so much. I'm glad you're here, too. So how's your weather back there? Uh, it's been surprisingly pretty good. We had a little snow, which surprised us, but uh, usually we're pretty cloudy. The, the the clouds like to cling on to the Appalachians. Oh, yeah. Um, but right. we've had, had pretty good weather. No complaints. So where are you again? I'm sorry. I'm just below Pittsburgh. <gasps> Pittsburgh. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So, all right. Yeah, we have a perfectly sunny day here. I took a picture of the skyline in Seattle. You'll have to go to my Facebook page to see it. I already posted it. But it's really pretty. I have a nice view out of our window here on the fifth floor of this building over here in Bellevue. So, anyway, yeah, let's talk about what's going on here. 
And um, I have a list of them. And you, should I just go through my list here? And then we'll you, just... You, you just do whatever you like. Well, thank you very much. Okay, so first we have the solar eclipse coming on the 14th of December. Oh, boy, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that is a week or so, or yeah, a week and about 10 days from now, I think. Yeah, and um, the one thing that I kind of noticed, the first thing I heard was, the first thing I heard about was the Electoral College. They're, the, they're going to be voting in the votes for, for President Biden, you know, on that day. And I thought, well, that's perfectly applicable. Yeah. So and um, so, yeah, it's it's interesting because there's seemingly so many events going on in our country, in our in our world, in our news that are coinciding or hitting right up with these planetary alignments, which I think it's really rather interesting. So. Well, one of the things is, I keep repeating it, and several astrologers do, but people don't realize you got to keep repeating it, that Trump's chart represents the country. Yes, right. The CEO of a corporation, his chart represents what happens to that corporation. Yeah. Moreover, since Mr. Trump is symbolically the leader of the world, mm. his chart and its transits represent the entire world. Yes. So that's good and bad, I guess. Yeah, but that's true. What's interesting is Mr. Trump was born during an eclipse, so just a couple hours shy of it. And that moon of his in Sag, his son is in Gemini, moon in Sag, that moon is about 21, his son's about 23. Right. This eclipse on the 14th is going to be at 23 degrees Sag, yeah. pointing directly at his son. Right, exactly. And while that's happening, he gets lucky all the time. Yeah. While that's happening, his sun and moon are being squared by Neptune. Yes, I was going to mention that one. Yes. Yeah, well, that's a big one. Yep, that's that's probably even bigger, actually. Yeah, it's bigger, and that's why the focus on the moon is his family, just yeah. like the moon is the public. But yeah. he's in a lot of trouble. And uh, these eclipses I've noticed, I've been studying a long time, they seem to start 10 days early. Okay. So it started in the last couple of days. You can see all the things that are going on and what eclipses are real famous for, and they last five days after. But one of the things they're famous for is if you're hiding something, <laughs> it shines a light in your closet yep. and it puts your dirty laundry out there yep. for everybody to see. And usually eclipses are 100% accurate. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking also, too, about the the moon and also his his venus in the 11th house that his children are involved with this you know too yes uh, yeah uh, that there venus looked, is getting bombarded yes by it pluto is. and saturn and and uh, that's been the real the real story yeah it is so it's kind of threatening to pull their the fabric of their family apart i would say and um and you know, this thing about you know getting the pardons for all the kids. I mean, come on. Yes, you that's know, right. come on. All that's going on. That's right. Yeah, it is. So, and and so a lot of what you're saying about chaos in the world is coming directly from his chart. Oh yeah, it would be. You know, a Sun Uranus conjunction. You know, the man. I, when yes. I saw, oh, t let me tell you about this. When I saw his chart and I saw that he won the election, I said, oh, oh, oh. We're going to be, <laughs> you know, I thought we are going to be up and down and sideways in every yeah. which way with this man for the next four years. 
Well, and he is an avatar of the moment, and he he has been brought to us to show us who we are as in reality, like looking in the mirror. Yeah. Um, and that's why the planets protect him, I think. Yeah. He's got more lives than a cat, there's no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, that's for sure. It just seems but, like it. Uh, there's so much happening with the Jupiter-Saturn going into Aquarius. Yes, and let's get to that one. Okay, so we talked about the eclipse on the 14th. And I will let me make mention, too, that this is, I think I might have already mentioned this, that the Electoral College votes that day. You right. know, and that's major. And when that happens, you know, and they're pretty much, I think the states have pretty much voted for that already. But I know oh, if yeah. they have to go through one more vote for the Electoral College, I don't know. But do you know what that is? No, I don't, but it's over. Hmm. I mean, it's the election's final. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is. It's fine. It, it was very well handled and all that stuff. And I think it was very well handled because on the foresight that seeing that there's possibly interference from Russia, they really yeah, covered their bases. Hmm? Yeah, that's right. They mm -hmm. covered their bases on that, which is really good. So, okay. Yeah, I think they did a really good job. I do, too. And so <clears throat> so the Electoral College votes that day, and um, that's the eclipse happening on that day. It's a solar eclipse, total solar eclipse, 23 right. Sag, and that's right on his moon and his sun opposition. So we're going to watch mm -hmm. what happens to him. So, um, I don't know. He said he would um, say, not abdicate. That's that's the British term. Sorry, but that's the only right, one that right. came up. But he would right. sort of, you know, bow out, secede, whatever he's going to do, if the Electoral College, you know, elects Biden, basically. So I doubt it. But <clears throat> anyway, we always know that with Trump, we always have to expect the unexpected. So... Anyway, yeah. so next we have um, the Saturn moving into Aquarius, and and this is on December sixteenth. It happens about nine o four p.m. here. Um, that's in Pacific time, you know. And it, by the way, I've looked at it and I thought that was interesting because what I noticed about this, I was looking at the movement of Saturn as it got into Aquarius. It was fast. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's moving really fast. Zoom, and I said, yeah. This, I don't think this planet's going to go back into Capricorn. It's and it, not. They're going, to, they're going to both, Jupiter too, they're going to both move in just about the same day, and they're going to stay in Aquarius. And that's that's a good thing, really. Yeah, but one thing is. I think we need to remind people of is too many times with lunations, if I can go back a step, um, we talk about the the eclipse, etc. Nobody talks about what sign it's in. Yeah, right. What sign it's in is Sagittarius. Yes. So it's going to be a Sagittarian new moon or eclipse. Or, yes, uh, right. It's new moon for all of us. Yeah, and that's Sagittarius is makes things public. Right. They make things announcements, and they they the danger of Sag. Oh, the good side is things are kind of upbeat, but the danger is a knee-jerk reaction and getting overly optimistic right. for a short I agree. period of time. The thing is, too, that that, that full moon, uh, I mean, the new moon in Sagittarius, that's going to echo the Jupiter transiting into Aquarius in a few days. So, yes, I it mean, is. it's a yes, double it Jupiter is. thing. So, yep. uh, so that means possibly good news. It could be shift of consciousness. There's a whole lot of thoughts, series of thoughts I've read about it. But, you know, um, I think what we're doing is taking, quite frankly, this is my opinion. I thought by the time Jupiter gets into Aquarius and Saturn gets there, they're so tired of being in Capricorn, they can't wait to get out. 
Well, I think you're exactly you're exactly right. And remember, all this started in 08 when Pluto went into Capricorn. Right. And we got compounded with Jupiter there and Saturn there. Yeah. And Mars there. Yeah. But, but it's leaving and it's leaving Pluto by itself in Capricorn. But what people are not getting with it and the yeah. astrologers are the ones that have to get with it. The story is not Pluto. The story is Pluto square to Eris. Oh, yes. Eris is about 24 of Aries. And right. The Aries, the the Eris the in Aries, square to the Pluto is what's causing this real, real heavy duty crazy stuff. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I know. I know with my good old Eris next to my Mercury, which you know about. Yes. She's very powerful, oh. and, and I'll reiterate about her. She, she just can't stand things that are unfair. Yeah, so I she'll know. stir up anything until people realize yeah. that it needs to be fixed. And that's what well, what you're getting with Eris is you're getting a super, a super political correctness on top of political correctness. Wow. Yeah. And that's the reason why. And yeah, the that's more right. the public learns about E-R-I-S, yes, the better right. we're going to be because she's not minor in any way. No, she's not. So, okay, we've got to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to talk to Rick some more about Eris, probably. Eris is his passion, by the way. And I kind of understand it because it's really powerful in my chart, too. So and I'm kind of embracing that side of myself now. It's really interesting. So anyway, okay, we'll be right back here with the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to AnandaWashington.org, we cover the world of animals. This week, December 6th, it's Shelter Rescue Sanctuary and anything that helps our Animal Friends Sunday. We'll check on Seattle Dogs Homeless Program, Meow Cat Rescue, and Help Animals India. Plus, we'll chat with the Ananda Institute of Living Yoga to find out how we're celebrating the holidays this year. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Alternative Talk 1150, local talk for the body, mind, and soul. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Eileen Grimes, astrologer, and with me today is Mr. Rick DiClemente. He's from Pennsylvania. We were just talking about Eris involved with all that astrological stuff. We were talking about how uh, with the the ingress of Jupiter and Saturn into Aquarius, that's like most of the baggage that's gotten out of Capricorn. And it's been a very heavy several years dealing with the Jupiter, Saturn, and Mercury. No, not Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto, and, and um, Capricorn. Mars. Yeah, all that stuff. You know, so literally what I see here is Pluto is staying behind to clean up the mess that is created you know what i mean good way of putting it you know it's like i see him in the back room sweeping up the room cleaning it up says god you guys what is the what is the sign of cleaning up the mess but yeah exactly you know and i kept thinking he says god you guys are so messy i have to clean up after you you know peppercorns and all signs all signs have trouble with the sign before it Yes. Capricorn has quite a bit of trouble with Sagittarius. Yes, right. It is. So, okay. So, anyway, we were talking about 
Okay, what we were talking about. Oh, yes, Jupiter, uh, the first planet, Saturn going into Aquarius on the 19th at about 5.08 a.m. Okay, and that's specific time. So um, that's the first thing. I would have figured that Jupiter might be first, but Saturn says, no, I get to do this. I've been working hard enough, so let me go into Aquarius first. You know, I kind of look at, I look at, planetary bodies as entities you know oh, like they were you know <laughs> you know like definitely they're, they're so tired of being in capricorn i just want they're to go e- right their e- egos on a stage you know no yeah. About it. yeah they're definitely both going in around the same time yeah they and are one of the things that needs pointed out about the yeah the yeah Jupiter about a day and Saturn. a half apart yeah so well, okay go ahead the jupiter saturn people have to remember that they're very social planets. Yes. Jupiter, the five personal planets are before them. Sun, Moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars. Mm-hmm. Then come the two social planets. They're not quite outer planets. They're not inner planets. Jupiter and Saturn are very social. you got the Jupiter expansion and the Saturn conceal, congealing. Yes. So one of the things that's really good about this, and I think we need to make a good strong point a lot of people are i gotta warn them a lot of people are getting this this song in their heads from 1967 that we're going into the age of aquarius just because these two these two planets are going into aquarius nobody knows when the age of aquarius has started or will start it's sometime around now but anyhow it's not going to solve everything, but the real good thing you already see happening, people are getting together with grassroots campaigns. Yes. And we need Aquarian energy because Capricorn energy is really allied with cancer energy, mm-hmm. which is the United States being a cancer. Right. We keep sitting back waiting for somebody to come save us. And it's not no. going to happen. And we no. keep seeing what's happening because of that. So as we get this Aquarian energy in the collective, we start to see individuals popping up and grassroots campaigns popping up. I mean, you, you can see what it did during the election. Right. We get, we're going to have Jupiter there for one year. We're going to have Saturn there for 28 months. Yeah. Right. They are. Yeah, it'll be there like how many times more longer than Jupiter. So that's, yes, that's that's very interesting. I kind of look at, these two coming in together, you've got basically two opposite sides of the same coin, Jupiter and Saturn. And uh, that's right. Yeah, that's Jupiter right. is going, oh, let's go do this, 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 this. Saturn's going, hold on a minute. Let's just make sure we know what we're doing that's first. Right. Okay. Right. You know, and, yeah, you know, but Jupiter doesn't want to wait. Saturn does. You know, so this is tempered sort of optimism there. You know, well, it's well, good to have optimism, just, but, you know. What you just said is surprising because as I wrote my book, The Exquisite Zodiac, which was about the essence of the charts, right? the essence of the signs, after that book was finished, I realized, being a Capricorn myself, that Capricorn and Saturn are always doing one thing. Matter of fact, all signs, all signs are always doing one thing. Right. But Saturn is very easy to, to narrow down. Mm-hmm. Saturn and Capricorn are always doing what you just said. Yeah. Make sure. Yeah. That's what they're doing. That's what they do. They make sure. Yeah. Let's go back and over that to make sure you know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why that's yeah. why it's a symbol of the father. Yeah. And that's why he's the one that cleans up the mess afterwards. Yeah. He makes sure. So while Pluto, 
is by no means done in the sign of Capricorn. No. It's still got several years. And then we got the Pluto return in the United States chart. Yes. That's huge. Huge. And that's one of the big, big energies happening now. Right. Pluto return along with Pluto squared Aries. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, I keep thinking uh, the bigger thing here is the Pluto return uh, of all the transits we're talking about here. And I keep kind of looking for signs of it, you know, and I keep everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. Uh, And first of all, you know, Capricorn deals with government. And so what are we seeing right now? You know, all this, this stuff that's going on, that's literally kind of shaking our democracy to its knees. Yes, yes. You know, and I think we're going to come out of this fine. I think we we elected a man who's very level-headed, and, and you know, no matter what happens, he'll be riding the right rails. You know, so I'm not worried about that, but I'm kind of worried about how the rest of the country is reacting to it. Well, the, dub, the double whammy is that when, our sun is United States, July 4th. Our sun is 13 degrees of cancer. Right. So we have just barely gotten past Pluto opposite our sun as a country. Yes. And that is a big time identity crisis. Yes, it is. So just as that identity crisis started to take hold a little bit and get a little more sane, what do we find is the Pluto return. Yeah. And the Pluto return is much bigger. And remember, the Pluto return is just for the United States. It's not for other countries. Yeah. What it's doing and what I've been warning people about so long, other countries aren't so sure about us anymore. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be either. They're not. And, and it's no wonder after the clown show that we've had for, for <laughs> yeah. four years. Yeah. But I think we literally had to get somebody in who just defied everything that our country stands for. Trump you know. was heiress. Yeah. Trump was heiress being introduced. And when you follow heiress's negative side, you get a lot of what's... Uh, let's what's happened with their kind of revolution. Okay. It's got a very positive side too. But the thing that, that we're in trouble with is the United States has Mars Mars and Gemini square to Neptune natally. Right. By one degree. Ooh. Mars and Gemini square to Neptune. So we are kind of childlike. We're a disposable society. We don't want to take things seriously, which you're seeing with the masks. Yes. And what's causing the um, the COVID is the big Neptune square to Trump's sun and moon. Yeah. So we're far from out of it. But hopefully when we get into Aquarius, we're going to all, when these two planets go into Aquarius, we're going to all start to see, hey, we got to work together. And there's no sign better yeah. for that energy than Aquarius. Absolutely. I, I remember sitting and... Uh, I did a chart once on the Boeing company because they're a local industry here. And their birthday was July 16th, uh, 1916, I think approximately when it was set up. And um, I said, oh, and I looked at the chart of the moment. I saw here's Pluto sitting opposite its sun. I said, so uh, what's going on? And this is when the uh, the Max business was going on, when they grounded the Max. And right. and literally pulled that that company apart bit by bit to look at it, you know, mm-hmm. and um, how it's lost a lot of face right. in the world, right. unfortunately. Right. But I mean, that's a true Pluto transit on a company that really and they, is. Yeah, and they they uh, 
the grounded the 737s they're just now starting yep they're just not getting again. them back into service now after a right. year and a half yeah it um yeah. it's interesting uh because i think that was probably as long as pluto was sitting on its sun you know about well, a year and a half key, the whole key to pluto i've written so much about it for years whether it's an individual or a country, the whole key to Pluto is that you got to try to look inward and take ownership of what you've done. Yes. It's not here to punish you. No. But it will slap you around if you won't look inside. Yes, if you don't you look. you got to have the courage to look in. And I've written an article years ago that I really would like to spread around more calling Pluto will help you if you try. So if you just get up and try. Yeah to own your courage it, it does wonders for you it's very yeah, it powerful in your court yeah it, it's it's pretty much you know pluto is um i have a very plutonian chart by the way and my you know i have eighth house sun and all this other stuff but um i i realize the way i have to go with my life is a pluto way i can't do it any other way i have to go through the dark hole into the dark side and really look at what's in there, you know? And I think one of the things that I've probably gotten, I would say that this for right now, I'd say this in the future, who knows, but right now I'm not that afraid of my dark side. So I have to go and later. Okay, let's go in there for a while and see what happens. And I'll grieve and I'll cry and all that other stuff. But you know, I, I, what I realize as a part of being Plutonian is that you always come out the other side and you come out better. You know. Well, what happens with Scorpio people is they're so passionate that they get bored with daily stuff. Yeah, I know. And, and, <laughs> and every Scorpio in the world has a life pattern that's like a sine wave, yeah. up and down and up and down yeah. and up and down. And that's because they they bite off more than they can chew at the moment because they're yeah. so passionate. And when you bite off something wild, you get wild things going on. Yeah, you do. And especially if you're an astrologer, you hope that you get a client with about 15 planets in the eighth house. You know, yeah, you, <laughs> you do. Yeah, because then, you know, you know, the person's going to have some pretty interesting issues to talk about. So I don't know about you, but what I do, this is true. When I have a client who's under a lot of Neptune, oh, they come see me in a year or two. Yeah, I don't want to deal with you for a year or two because there's nothing I can do for you during that time. Yeah, you've got to deal with your own yeah spiritual issues, and I can't help you because this you've been stripped naked and you've got to deal with them. Yeah, but the other planets are fine, but I don't know about you, but with Neptune, I have to back off. Yeah, I agree with that, uh, because right now my son is at 21 degrees Pisces. What does that oh tell boy. you? <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That means you're going to have a tremendous a tremendous download to your um, intuitive side. Grace yeah. is going to abound mm-hmm. with all these planets. All you people sitting there scared of these yeah. planets and all this talk. With all these planets, all you got to do is try. Yeah. Because these planets are not out there. These planets represent shoots, new shoots coming out of you. Yeah, good point. If you good just point. try to if you try to assist them. Yes, try, try to work to, with them, not work against them. Yeah, then yeah. the planet will do the rest. They don't expect you to be one hundred percent genius. Yeah, right. I agree. But the same with Eris. What right. does Eris mean? 
heirs means if you've been putting up with some guy at the top of your corporation who shouldn't be there, or some guy at the top of your family that shouldn't be there, or the Peter principle, <laughs> if you've been doing things that are unfair and unjust, you know these things are unfair mm -hmm. and unjust, and you better start addressing them. Because yeah. if you don't address them, heiress will throw them in your face. Yeah, and, and we'll do it continually, too, until you get it. Yes. Yes. You're oh. exactly right. Okay, so now we're going to take another break right here. So when we get back here, we'll be talking to Rick more about everything we've been talking about. Ah. Anyway, this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Barrel Full of Monkeys Productions. And Matt Shea is the man who's created this. It is a new venture. It is a... Um, Basically, there's a bunch of us that get together and we read one of his books for audiobook form. So uh, our first audiobook is out now. It's called Barrel Full of Monkeys. And uh, it's only $5, and you can order that at mapshaybooks.net. Anyway, in the meantime, you can wait for our second book, which is going to come out at the end of this month. I can't remember the title of it, but it's pretty funny. It cracked me up when he said it. Anyway, so in the meantime, you can browse Matt's updated and redesigned website. We'll be working on our second audiobook. That's right at the end of this month. So we expect to have that out next month. So stay tuned for that. I'll let you know when it's out. So now there's also a f free audiobook on his website. It's called Judge Wong. And Matt would love to hear from you to if, you know, if you want to. Excuse me. Let me start that again, Okay. Uh, Matt would love to hear from you and promises to answer any or all that contact him. You can write to him at his personal email address at workinmat7 at AOL.com. And don't forget his website, www.mattshaybooks.net. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Tori Ryder, author of She Said What?, who shares her insights into our current status and our nation's direction in 2021. On Saturday, Tanya and Joey Medea return with frightening and enlightening stories from their latest book, Roommates from Beyond, How to Live in a Haunted Home. They speak from experience. Bringing you fascinating talk one hour at a time since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Alternative Talk 1150, talk radio for the body, mind, and soul. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. We're talking to Rick Clemente. We're talking to him about all the planetary activity that is going on this month. And the next one I wanted to address here is Jupiter actually moving into Aquarius. That's on December 19th, two days after Saturn goes at 5.08 a.m. So um, Jupiter... Is an interesting reaction to Saturn. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's sort of like, you know, when Saturn says, just be quiet and sit down, Jupiter says, yeah, you and who else will make me? You know, so it, it is is a diametrically opposite energy to Saturn, you know. And so um, it, it to me, I have I have it in opposition in my chart. So whenever I really do the hard work and all that good stuff and I get it done, it, I feel really good about it. Then I go out and play with, and then I go, okay, it's time for fun now, you know. So it, it kind of flips opposite. So, or I've earned a, 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 a time and place for myself to go play and actually, you know, utilize the work that I did to assist me with whatever it is that I'm playing at, something like that. 
So anyway, um, so what about the, the Jupiter in Aquarius? It's it's going to. Well, go ahead. I feel like you know. I feel as though that the things with the the virus might le- ease up a little bit around then, but I'm not sure. We're really facing the. We're heading on into the worst time of it right now, according to the news. I'm well, saying. Well, the key the key is not the virus. The key is whether we start working together. Yes, and that's mm-hmm. what Jupiter and Aquarius is. Yeah. You know, right. when I read a chart and I try to explain what a natal Jupiter is, I find it to be very difficult. So I keep going back to one image. Your natal Jupiter, whether it's an Aries or Aquarius or Capricorn, to me, your natal Jupiter is represented by a van that pulls up in front of your house and the door slides open and all your friends are in there and you're <laughs> screaming, come on with us, we're going. Yeah. So if you have Jupiter and Aries, you just jump right in. Let's go. Yeah, right. If you have Jupiter and Capricorn, you go, wait a minute. Wait where a minute. are you going? When we stop? And Did all we get that. all our work done first right. before we can go and play? Jupiter and Virgo people have 18 lunch bags all prepared in the first eight kits. You yeah. know, it's, it's really telling. So the good thing about Jupiter going into Aquarius, even though they're kind of odd, odd, odd bedfellows, yeah. is they're both very pro-social. Yes. They're both very, both very pro doing things together. Yeah. So one of the things that we're seeing here is Americans, this is no, this is no coincidence that we're all holed up by ourselves. Yeah. This is symbolic of being a cancer country. Yes. We're all shutting our doors, going inside and hoping that we'll be safe. Yeah. One of the things you're going to start to see in the collective Right now, the collective is being bombarded by Pluto and Eris. Yeah. But you're going to start to see this Aquarius feeling start coming out of the collective mm-hmm. where we realize that the corporation can't do it. Mm-mm. The government refuses to do it. We're going to have to start doing it together. Just visualize people locked arm in arm. Mm-hmm. I can already I sense that happening. happening. I can already sense that yeah, happening. That's right. It is happening. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. is. It is happening. Well, your show's named after it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have Jupiter on my midheaven. Sure you but, you know, I decided to take Jupiter as my name on the show. So I figured it was no, perfect. You could do a lot worse. Yes, I know. That's true. So, uh, yeah. Okay. So that makes sense because I was trying to figure out what is it that I'm going to see happening in Jupiter and Saturn and Aquarius? What kind of traits am I going to see showing up in humankind what are they going to start acting out you know and there is this there is this incredible thing happening up here in washington state and this is largely in reaction to the saturn sort of stuff with with the virus everybody is off by themselves but they're starting to have community stuff like they're they're going to have a, a community um uh, Christmas thing that's happening on the 12th this next weekend where they're going to have all these displays and floats and all that. They're all going to be stationary displays in our biggest shopping center and we'll all be able to drive by and see them. You know, it's so there, there you they bring the crowd to the parade. Right? Yeah, right. And I thought well, that is such a great idea. I'm going to do it. You know, it's only about like two minutes from my house, so I'm going to go do that. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's really um, a it's sort of a reaction to the Saturn. So if we can't get together, what can we do instead? 
you know, uh, you know. Well, we're, we're finding ways, and, and, and if the internet, in my mind, if the internet is anything, it's Sagittarius, because it, it largely grew when Pluto was going through Sag. So thank God we have the internet and thereby have connections to each other. So, you know, this thing of people talking about when's it going to get back to normal, there is no normal. No. It is, it's not going to get anything like normal. No. Just look at the NFL or college college yeah. basketball. There's no normal. No. But but the new normal is going to have to be the difficulty is when you have to go against your sun sign's nature. Yeah. And it is not it is not it is not Aquarian for a cancer country to go against his nature. Uh-huh. Cancer country, cancer entities close down, they become more careful. Yeah. When all is said and done, they pull their vests tighter and they protect their hearts, their chest. Right. Aquarius is the opposite. Yeah. So that's the difficulty here is that we have to temporarily go against our nature yeah. and learn other energies because there's a tendency with astrology to be over identified with your sun sign. Yeah, right. Yeah, but there's more to it than that, obviously. So I was thinking in Aquarius and then Cancer. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh no. All right. So those are sextile each other, right? No. Quincux. Oh, that's what I thought. Okay, so there's the difficulty, isn't there? Yeah, the inconjunct. Yeah. Inconjunct. So, you know, it's like adjust, adjust, adjust. You know, because we. Well, I mean, in a lot of ways, Aquarius. I keep seeing this theme the last five years: people with charts with lots of Aquarius and lots of Cancer. Yeah. And you got to really work hard at it because the Aquarius in you doesn't want hell down. Yeah. And it wants to go explore and have fun, and the Cancer can't think of anything more horrendous yeah the cancer wants to close down and be protected yeah and you get to have both yeah you do you have to you have to balance it out and i always thought that that's right the pluto and capricorn was always a matter of you know the the general um uh stage of the entire planet you know the consciousness of the planet was becoming very secluded because we've had to force right. forcibly. You can you can take this wherever you want to take it, but for years, my girl and I, we were both astrologers. We've been writing a lot about what we think are the four stages of Pluto, yeah. whether this is an individual or a country. Mm-hmm. Stage one, the denial stage. Yep. And with that, we were in that in 08, 09, 010, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Then we got into stage two and we're well, we're well into stage two now. There's no light. It's dark. There's smoke everywhere. It's loud. It's dirty. And you don't know where you're going. And all you can do is clean up. Just yeah. keep cleaning. Just yeah. keep cleaning. Yeah. And then stage yeah. three comes and we're not there yet. And boy, we're looking forward to stage three. And that's where you start to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. You're still yeah. doing all the cleaning. Yeah. And then stage four is very advanced where you you have incorporated that energy and you're you're I making the changes up, up yeah. on the stallion riding into the it will probably the, become obvious in stage four where things have to change and then they just change you know yeah well stage it, two is a tough one yes it stage is. two is you got all this tough stuff yeah. to clean up and you wouldn't believe it but what we have seen almost all individuals that we deal with on a pluto transit we know they're on the right mark when they start to tell me how they're cleaning their basement. Yeah, right. Yeah. Literally. 
Right. Literally. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, they like, want to clean every inch of that basement. Yeah. And when I hear that, I go, yes. Yes, good. You're 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 doing the work. That's good. You're doing the work. Yeah, doing the work. So, yeah, I mean, you get to the point where you can't blame it on anybody else anymore. Yes, Eileen. And I do want to say one thing about that. And I think it's very important for people who are listening. The reason you're cleaning the basement is because it's symbolic. Your house doesn't exist. Your house is symbolic of your heart. Yeah. And people get their heart dirtied. They get it bent up. They get it beat up. They learn to live in the shadows. Yeah. And when Pluto hits you, it doesn't want that there anymore. No. And, it's, and cleaning the basement is, is, is uh, uh, echoes of cleaning the heart space. Yeah. You, you see people buying new windows. You see people buying new structures where they're going to be stronger and, and they're, they're, they're spit shining everything to get clean again. Cause you know, Pluto is a purist. Yes, it is. It wants to purify anything it touches. Yeah. But first you have to go through the crap and back. That's <laughs> yes. right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. So yeah, we are to the point where it, it seems as though we, we're becoming conscious of what's really going on, especially it seems like yes. the macro, microcosm or macrocosm of that yeah. is the country's government. You know, it seems to be we're focused in on that a lot because that's really the focus of where we are as where well, is where the country yes, is. The, the biggest symbol of us becoming conscious is that in the 18th century, we discovered one new planet, Uranus, mm-hmm. the Industrial Revolution. When you discover a planet, that means that the collective psyche is ready for that energy. Yep, it's ready 19th, to open up. The 19th century, we discovered Neptune, which was spiritualism. Right. In the 20th century, we got Pluto, we got Chiron. Yeah. Okay? Right. And look what happened there. Yeah. In the 21st century, we got 80 new planets. Uh. in 2006 so that's symbolic of our psyches have gotten really really big yeah and and we don't have it all uh controlled and manifested yet mm-hmm. we're, look look just look around you yeah. every other person you look at is a healer yeah that's we, right everybody in the world is a reiki master yeah it's it's wonderful what's happening. Yeah, that's Shows true. like your show yeah. and all your commercials, they're all so much like this. Well, you know, it really seems as though the people are discovering, well, hey, it's a trite, trite words, but who who they are, yes. But exactly. they're, fi- they're finding out what their gifts are. You what know. they are. They're finding out what they are. Yes, what they are. Yeah. They're not what they've been told. They're yes, not the exactly. body. See, when I started doing astrology, I never would have thought I've ever been an astrologer. The first time I ever was exposed to it was I went to an opera where I saw Noel Till sing. Now, we oh, know, yeah? No, yeah, oh yeah, I saw him several yeah. times in the opera, and that's I met him first there, and then I met him through the astrology uh-huh. afterwards, you know, and um, I always thought, what an interesting combination to put astrology and music together. Well, of course yeah. they go together, duh. You know, I'm figuring it out later on, you know, that they're, very, they're, they're, they're parallel to each other. The musical notation and also astrological notation are practically identical, you know. And so it, it was just really interesting to see that. So um, it's just, it's interesting how we, it, we sort of miss stuff. And, and we find that Noel took his journey. I don't know what time he started doing astrology. It was well after he did his music work, you know, and he came into that 
kind of naturally settled into it. I have a feeling, I've always had this feeling that astrology found me. I didn't go looking for it. There's no doubt about it. Yep. No doubt. Yep, exactly. So, okay. And people in their chart, the symbol of an astrologer is the Chiron opposite Uranus. I have that. No <laughs> wonder. You not only have it, and I've never seen your chart, but all astrologers lately have it. Uh, usually across the ascendant or up and down the heaven. Yeah. And the reason for that is these two planets, Uranus and Chiron, stayed in opposition to each other as they moved yeah. from 1952 to 1989. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. I have uh, Chiron um, in Capricorn, 11 degrees, and Uranus at 9 degrees Cancer. So there, you go. there we go. Yeah, that, that is usually what I find to be equivalent to how strong an interest my students have. It's how well placed that opposition is. I tell you, and of course, Mike Chiron's in the sixth house. So and well, and, people underrate what Chiron did during its discovery in 1977. Right, and if you think back, the 60s and the early 70s were one or two people were reading Ramdas. Right. It was just starting. But by 77, it became the Uranus opposite Chiron. Okay. Alternate types of healing, ah. alternate types of lifestyles. But things exploded in November of 77. And a month later, I became an astrologer. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that's cool. All right. Okay, we have to take another break here. Oh, it's, this is so good. I love it when I always forget to take breaks because the show's going so well. Anyway, we'll be right back here with the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Susan Bergstrom, the Medicare Exchange. As we've been saying, Medicare coverage is important and confusing issue, and it's it's... As we renew retirement, largely because Medicare doesn't cover 100%, only about 80%, that means you will need affordable supplemental coverage to take care of that 20%. Susan can help get you the best coverage. Now, I have to say, right now, the open enrollment period ends Monday, okay? Monday. Okay, that's December 7th, so that's the only time you have left to get with Susan or whomever to figure out what you're going to need with your Medicare once you've reached 65 and how you want to supplement your, your Medicare coverage. So if you want to enroll for Medicare or you want to change your existing plan, you can do that during the open enrollment period, which we know. Okay, so contact Susan today to set up your appointment, and she'll get you all set up. So if you need more information, call Susan at 253-318-9379 or email her at sbergstrom at AmericanSeniorBenefits.com. Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. We've been talking to Rick D. Comlente, and we've had the best time today, Rick. You're awesome. <laughs> Astrolingo. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the one last thing I have here to, to cover... And it's, it's just a phenomenon, and that's on the winter solstice. And we all know that Jupiter and Saturn are going to be exactly conjunct in the sky. They're going to form a very large star, sort of like the North Star. Mm -hmm. That's going to be at about sun, sunset time, maybe right. at 530 or so approximately, at least here in this area. 
and it'll be in the southwestern sky. Hopefully, we have a clear night that night, because if we don't, I'm going to be upset. But you, the chances are we're going to have a cloudy night. That's just how Seattle is. So anyway, um, it's, it's a huge conjunction. See, these planets just went into that sign, and the nature of Jupiter's speed and Saturn's speed, Saturn's slower, and Jupiter's going to catch up, and bam, they're going to be conjunct. Like, what is it, the distance between this point one percent They're going to be that mm. close together, something like that? And they say these may, may very well be the stars that the uh, three wise men... Uh, Yes. Pointed to the sky. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and it's, and it's 800 years. It happens every 800 years, and this is an 800-year point right now. So we don't realize when we see these things happen in the sky, if we know when the last one happened, if it's 800 years, we know this one is going to have significant impact on us. People don't realize, but in your chart, your Jupiter and your Saturn need to get along. Yes. Jupiter is expanding, going out and spending money and investing. And and if you don't stop, Jupiter spends all your money. Yes, right. Saturn stops the spending, tries to put it to use. Yes. Those are very healthy indication when your Jupiter and Saturn work well together is very important. And now, not only are we having the conjunction, it's no happenstance that they're happening in a new sign. That's right. Zodiac knows what it's doing. And when you get the conjunction like this, you get one plus one equals about 50. Wow. In other words, you're getting a symbiotic combination of these two. Yeah. What it indicates in its own relativity, it indicates a new society. Mm-hmm. And man, we need one. Yes, when we you're do. you're a cancer country who has been um, resting on its laurels mm-hmm. since World War II. And Pluto's come along to bust that up. Yeah. So it's 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 really like the symbol of new society. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. I totally agree. Um, uh, because Capricorn is just something that just wants to stay stuck in one place. Wants to know whatever has well, worked up up until Saturn now. Has a bad rap. Saturn wants things to continue to work. That's correct. It'll pay any price. As long as the wheels keep turning, right? And things keep working, and it's but whatever. This is, a mis- this is a misnomer. Yeah, uh, that Saturn wants to restrict things and close things down. Saturn just wants things to keep working, and the problem with Saturn, it's willing to sacrifice itself. Yeah, right. Yeah, and not many it, people understand that energy. Right. Exactly. I kind of liken it to past, present, and future. Saturn is all about the past. Whatever's worked in the past will work here and now. Okay, so we don't have to change because it worked really well in the past. Then you have the present, which is, I don't know what present. The future is basically Aquarius. Present's probably Venus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to figure out which planet is the present, you know. And and then, of course, obviously Aquarius is the future. Okay, so we're basically going to take a hop, skip, and a leap from the past into the the future like so the real secret to all this there's no real big secret everybody's walking around and fighting over masks and stuff the real secret is are we going to look at ourselves and, and decide what america has has been and what america promised but never did deliver are we going to look at ourselves honestly okay cancer is not a good energy for that no. it's just no. not 
because yeah. cancer is too worried about the ramifications. Right. Uranus is opposite. Uranus is how oh, you got this, you got this, here's the ramifications. Right. So we will heal in direct proportion to how willing we are to look at ourselves honestly. Yeah. And that honestly part is the heiress part. Right. Right. Yeah. Eris is, is a very much misunderstood planetoid. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, I didn't know anything about it until you told me about it. And then finding out it was two minutes from my Mercury. Well, there's uh, a great book out called, uh, I'm not going to try the author's name, just the, the word Discovering Eris. I think I got Wonderful. that. I think I got Wonderful. it. Yeah. I just and, haven't and read it yet. It's in my Kindle pile. So it's really excellent. Yeah. And, and you know, I do want to mention to people that I have an astrology show free every Thursday night. Yes, you, you do. want to join us or listen in. It's called Astrology Unplugged. It comes from the East in Pittsburgh. So it, I put it on at eight o'clock at night to give you Westerners a chance at 5 p.m. We're on every Thursday night for an hour and a half. And just go to Google and type in Astrology Unplugged. You don't have to be an astrologer. But if you're interested in talk, it's like an online magazine. Yeah, right. I better come to one of your things sometimes. I really come sit do. down and chew the fat. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Any show that's, any show impresses me when it starts with the knowledge of the difference between astronomy and astrology. I'm impressed. Right. Yeah. You know, okay. Yeah. And so basically, I think the more we become more armed, you know, intellectually, the more yeah. better we're going to handle things. You know, we just need to understand what's going on, you know. And yeah, we and, got 80 new planets that's symbolic yeah. that we're ready. We're ready for this stuff. 80 planets. Yeah, 80 new planets in 2006. That's why Pluto got demoted. Oh. I'm sorry for it, but it's been back up again, though. Well, in astrology, you never got demoted. Yeah. You got demoted only in astronomy. But oh, the I fact can... is that we discovered 80 new planets, and that means that the collective mind is ready to handle those kind of energies. Yeah, a bunch of bumps up. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be something, isn't it? So you're, you're a Pisces, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you, you know, it's real easy as a Pisces, and I'm a Capricorn. Yeah. It's real easy to think that everybody else understands Pisces or Capricorn energy. Yeah, that's right. Aries, yeah. Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leos, they don't understand the outer energies, yeah. usually, unless yeah. their chart shows it. Oh, yeah. So, we're all mixture. And um, the Jupiter Saturn is a real good place to start. Yeah. Because it's starting right in the middle. Yeah. You're going to start to see classrooms education uh, institutions are going to start because Pluto has torn down so many in in institutions you're going to start to see the middle getting healed first oh, yeah. which is the um, the directive that, is this really working what does this do for the people and as we answer those questions it's going to be easier to start rebuilding because of the grassroots impetus of Aquarius. Right. Okay, listen, I have to go. Unfortunately, we've talked and talked and talked, and we don't have any talk, time talk, left. Talk, 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 talk. Talk, talk, That's talk. what talk radio is. That's right. Anyway, we'll have you on again soon, darling. And it, it's been great, as usual. You're awesome. Thank you so much. Good luck to your audience, and uh, everybody... Be safe. Have yes, a good holiday. Safe. That's right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, yep. we got to go. 
Oh, my gosh. Anyway, next week, just want to tell you, is Virginia Bell. She'll be on talking about all sorts of good stuff. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.